Talks. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Oh, it's time for some social studies where we visit the world of social media on Twitter, epically underscore Murata. Sarah's here to take us all through it. Hi, Sarah. Hello. 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 Are you staying hydrated, Vince? Hello. Uh, yes, I, remi- I was reminded I have a bottle of water to drink. So. Okay, please do. Who reminded you of that? Uh, well, Byron, our uh, our engineer, said, do you want a bottle of water? And I said, I brought one from home. Oh, I always okay. forget to drink water. It's kind of a problem. You and me both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. All right. We are on Twitter, at Bickley underscore Murata. That is where our questions go every single day, courtesy of Jarrett Carlin. And I pick my favorite responses, courtesy of you all. All right. Let's start with Kyler Murray, the Cardinals quarterback. He is catching some heat uh, from Terry Bradshaw. He was captured speaking with Vic Lombardi, I believe, a Denver sports reporter um, talking about Sean Payton's decision to come to the Broncos over the other options he had. And and in that conversation, Terry Bradshaw just very casually was like, oh, Sean Payton didn't want to work with Kyler Murray, not with that quarterback. So we are asking, open-ended question, guys. What criticism of Kyler Murray is most deserved? And what criticism of Kyler Murray is the most undeserved, the most unfair? Uh, the most deserved is that um, he's not a good leader and that guys do not rally around him and he does not work at that element. And the most unfair criticism is that he doesn't care. And that's the that's perfect synopsis. <laughs> um, the leadership thing, it, it needs to improve. I mean, there's been rumblings about it now his entire time in the NFL. He's a highly paid NFL quarterback. Uh, normally, you equate those guys that reach that that financial status as the great leaders of the game. So that's something that still can be developed, be improved upon. Uh, and I agree with Bick. I mean, you know, the, the video game thing, I'm sick of hearing about. I mean, yeah. the, the percentage no of, of professional athletes now that spend countless hours playing video games is off the charts. And he's the guy that gets singled out for it as the, as the right. poster boy. I don't think that's fair. Yeah. My name doesn't matter, says the most deserved criticism of Kyler Murray is that he struggles throwing over the middle of the field. The most unfair is anything regarding his character, his leadership, or his talent. Waldo Geraldo Faldo says... I would separate those three. Character and talent, that's fine. Those are off limits. Leadership, I think it can be criticized. Sure. Uh, Most deserved criticism, says Waldo Geraldo Faldo. His attitude, his study habits, and his body language. Most unfair criticism, and I fully agree with this. Being introverted and being a rah-rah guy are a bad thing in the eyes of a lot of people. That's not necessarily in every leader's DNA. Uh, Desert Sports says earned criticism, his personality Quirks, as he put it, not deserved that he's he's not a good quarterback. He doesn't deserve uh, being classified as not a good quarterback. 100 plus career touchdowns in four years, says Desert Sports. Uh, it's hard to criticize his talent, Jim Mitchell says, but his ability to lead and face adversity are open to criticism. Uh, finally, Corpse Shasta deserved criticism, his poor taste in movies. After seeing him on draft day, I found out his favorite movie is The Great Gatsby? An Oklahoma man? What? Unfair criticism is that he is short. Most of the people making fun of him are his same height. 
Okay, those people making fun of him, though, probably aren't professional athletes who need their height. That is true. Yeah, that's probably very true. (laughs) All right, let's get to... And and really, I think, I really honestly think that, um, unlike our guy, Jared, if you're still making fun of people's appearances and you're out of high school, (laughs) you really should grow up. Not for me. I agree. (laughs) Not for me. It's gross. It's disgusting. It's It's superficial and lame. Yes, all of that. All of that. Stay tuned for the sports kebab on Friday. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's get to our next question. Time for a rewrite. Very short edition of Social Studies. Matt Ishbia will be introduced as the team's new owner, the Sun's new owner at 1130 today. Open-ended question, guys. What is the number one question that you would ask at Matt Ishbia's introductory press conference? And I know, Vic, you'll be there. Yeah. As, as I will. Well, who's, okay. Who stole the other T in your first name? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. What? No. No, I, it's, it, it spells Matthew, M-A-T-H-E-W. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we have that in my But that's not what well. I'm... No, that wouldn't be the question that I ask. What about you? You know what question you can ask? No, I know everybody's asking... They're probably expecting me to say something self-serving. <laughs> um... I'm I'm just kind of there. I don't I don't have one like queued up or, or ready to go. I want to I want to hear the message that he has sure. to send. I would and, say, Matt, when this is all done and finished, can we please get those statues out in front of Footprint Center? That's a good call. There's a statue for Jerry, Jerry Colangelo that's already paid for by Jimmy Walker in town here. Take him up on that offer, and then after that, what's the order? Al McCoy, yeah, and then Baxter, Diana Taurasi, and then Baxter Holmes, and then Baxter Holmes, yeah. <laughs> and then Baxter Holmes, right? right. Our statue guard. What did Diana, is up. Diana Taurasi not resigning with the Mercury? What did she say yesterday? She, uh, she was asked if uh, she would be taking a pay cut to be able to build a stronger roster, and she's like, "She laughed." I'm not that. really one to give up money. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Asking the greatest of all time to take a pay cut. Right, right. All right, a couple of our listener responses. What would they ask? Matt Ishbia is at his introductory presser today. Please confirm that Isaiah Thomas will have no part in our organization ever. That's the question. TechnoZen submitted that, but plenty of others did as well. Uh, How committed is this franchise to reaching the next level and winning a championship? Um, Can you refi my mortgage at 2.5%? Asks Dan. Yes, can you also refi my mortgage? That would be tremendous. <laughs> That's right. Uh, what is your vision for this program? Will you lower the cost of beer at the arena? <laughs> A lot of hard-hitting stuff there. Uh, and we don't have time to squeeze in our final question, but it is... It is... I know, I'm, get, I'm getting the break signal from Jarrett. Uh, it is inspired by the Isaiah Thomas news last night. So maybe later Some on good the show, if we have too. time, okay. we can get to it. The shortest length of time that you've ever had a job. Okay, good. <laughs> We will ponder we'll those and revisit. Yes. Yes. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Sarah. Thank Thanks you to everybody who chimed in on uh, social studies. At Bickley underscore Murata on Twitter is where that happens every single day. Uh, listen for your name every day this week for your chance to win tickets to Super Bowl 57. If you haven't entered yet, just text the word SUPER to 620-620 to register. Once you hear your name, call in within the time frame. It's 10 minutes, plenty of time. You'll be headed to Super Bowl 57, possibly plus winning tickets to the FanDuel party Bud Light Music Fest and Super Bowl experience. Once again, text SUPER to 620-620. We'll continue our NFL talk 
uh, with our weekly guest, Mark Schlereth, joins us straight ahead here on Bickley and Murata Mornings, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. NFL analyst Mark Schlereth talks football with Bickley and Murata. Brought to you by Earnhardt Ford and Chandler. Shop local, shop EarnhardtFord.com. Yeah, we continue our Super Bowl 57 coverage from uh, Media Row, Phoenix Convention Center. Our Media Row coverage this week is brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 5.7% on your retirement savings with Canvas Annuity. As we welcome Mark Schlereth, our weekly NFL guest, to the uh, show. Uh, Mark, of course, from NFL on Fox and Denver Sports. And he joins us right now here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Good morning. Happy Super Bowl week, Mark. Well, good morning to you guys. How are you? We are good. We're just basking in the glow of all the activity here at uh, at Media Show. Call lying. it Radio Row. He's lying. We're not basking in anything. We're just moving the chains, Mark. Hey, listen. Sometimes you just got to move. That's all you can do is move the chains. I understand Radio uh, Row. You see, you see all the celebrities rolling through there, hawking whatever they're hawking. You know. Uh, gold jacket members, you know, the famous people. Oh, it's yeah. always fun. Right. So, it's the gold jacket member people that nobody recognizes that you see rolling through here is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, so... Let's get let's get into some of this stuff here because uh, Terry Bradshaw just said Sean Payton went to Denver despite not liking Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson. Uh, do you think Terry's speaking the truth here? And we want to know because this whole is Kyler Murray preventing the Cardinals from hiring a decent head coach is a question that will not go away. Yeah, well, I mean, I think there's always, you know, I think there's always some trepidation with with certain guys. You know, obviously here in Denver, you got to come down and you got to, you know, you got to basically lay down the law and say this is what we're going to do, and you're going to just have to accept the fact that I'm going to put you in a position to lean on to your lean into your strengths, you know, and mitigate your weaknesses to a degree. So I think there's always some truth to that. Um, and, you know, there's some concern, obviously, about Kyler Murray, but a bottom line is you're coaching an NFL team. And and um, and I, I know one thing about the coaches, and I always say this uh, about coaches, you know, you think the egos are big downstairs in the locker room, walk upstairs to the coaches' offices, you know. <laughs> those dudes, those dudes, like, they, they – uh, they think they invented the game. So <laughs> most guys have enough confidence in themselves and what they're doing um, to believe that under their expert tutelage, there's not a player um, that has ever played the game that they can't make better. So, you know, I think some of that is really good to have that kind of prevailing attitude, and some of it is, uh, you know, fantasy land. Yeah, but it also, I mean, it bleeds over into another question about the Cardinals coaching search at this point. Uh, and I agree with you on the coaches' attitudes being prevalent for as long as I can remember having that confidence, but something is not attracting coaches to this job, and they're down to two finalists now who were not identified till very late in the process. I mean, it, it, what you look at in the Arizona Cardinals organizational flow, if you will, what if it's not Kyler Murray, what is it in your mind? Ownership. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't know, and Michael Bidwell has always been very kind to me and, and good to me, but, you know, the prevailing attitude throughout the, the league is, you know, ownership. Are they committed to actually winning? Will they spend the money? Um, 
you know, are you asking coaches that are coming in that have a reputation to say, hey, uh, if at all possible, could you keep the whole defensive staff so, you know, we're not paying guys who aren't working for us? Like, those are things that turn coaches off. Like, I want to, like, if I'm going to spend 16 hours a day with a group of dudes, I want it to be a group of dudes that I know that I like. Yeah. Um, you know, that, I mean, you don't want to, you don't want to do it. I mean, you don't want to hang into the bathhouse with a bunch of strangers you don't know. You want guys that, uh, you know, you know what. If you're, right? Yes, indeed. So, like, yeah, I mean, you like, hey, you you want to know you don't have to worry about guys. Right. So I, I think that's I think that's part of the process as well. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think you're right about this, too. I, I think Kyler Murray on some level has become quite a scapegoat for people in the organization because for all this complaint about him being entitled and all of this, they're the ones that created this environment for him. They were the ones in charge of developing him as a rookie, and this is what they produced. So they own this, too, in my opinion. Yeah, there. Yeah. I broke up for a second. I'm sorry. I'm, no, it's okay. You, you guys got me. Yeah, we got you. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm. I got the general gist. I don't need to know the whole question. I'm like a, I'm like a, a, a soothsayer. You know, I can just, I can parcel bits <laughs> uh-huh. and pieces together. <laughs> you're that yeah, good. you know what? You're, you're either coaching it or you're allowing it to happen. So if a guy. You know, acts like, you know, a turd, um, you know, which is one of my rules of life. Don't be a turd. But if he acts <laughs> like a turd, it's your responsibility. It's your responsibility is to yank a non-nest chain, you know. And, and so, and if you don't do it, if you allow it to happen, well, then that's that's on you. And um, so, yeah, I, I think you, you certainly can look at Kyler and if you've allowed him um if you have allowed him the leeway um, to act entitled or to be selfish or and I'm not saying that he is but if you if you've enabled that then that's that's on you as a coach and that's on you as a franchise um, and you know there has to be measures put in place to make sure that that doesn't happen and you have to impress upon guys um, and I, I just am a big believer in this when you're creating a culture um, that the team has to come first and you have to impress upon guys that importance. If you're not celebrating other success like it's your own, then you got a problem within your franchise. And that's that's something that's got to be rectified, that's got to be fixed, and and, and, it, and it's got to be, you know, preach culture is one of those things. It's not static. It's constant. It's alive. It's constantly moving. And if you're not reestablishing it and setting it every day, then you have the issue. That's your problem. Mark Schlereth, NFL on Fox and Denver Sports, our guest here on uh, Bickley and Murata Mornings on the Super Bowl. You made you made the quip earlier. The Eagles coaches uh, act like they invented the game. They are a confident bunch. They've been very impressive this season and in the playoffs, although the path has not been that daunting for them. Uh, am I getting that you feel that they're in for a rude awakening on Sunday, Mark? No, I'm I'm a, I'm a Bronco. I like like <laughs> right. having the Chiefs having the Chiefs win anything is like eating a turd sandwich. I don't like <laughs> I got Philadelphia 100, the Chiefs nothing. Um, I, I don't. So, I, by the way, like obviously quarterback is a really important position, and you know, and you can make a compelling argument that you know Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in football, but Dallas Goddard is no slouch. I'm telling you, the, the Philadelphia Eagles, 
are a better football team. Other than quarterback and tight end, you can't show me or point to one other position that the Eagles aren't better at, in my opinion, than the Philadelphia Eagles. They will control the trenches, um, run the ball. They're a physical group. Like, I think they're as good as it gets in the league. So, um, yeah, I think they're a better football team. You know, the, if you go back through history of, of Patrick Mahomes, when the Kansas City Chiefs lose games, it, the formula is always pretty much the same. They get dominated in time of possession. It's like 37 to you know, 38, 41 minutes of, of time of possession to 20. So you dominate the time of possession, you shrink the game, meaning you take it from 12 possessions, and Kansas City, you only get it eight times because we've dominated time of possession. You go through the history of them losing games over the course of Mahomes' career, mm-hmm. that's pretty much the formula in which they've lost every time they've lost. Yeah. And I'm telling you, Philadelphia has the horses to get that done. All right, before we let you go, um, we know what the cheek-to-cheek confrontation with Tom Brady did for you. Were you ready for Tom Brady underwear pitch man, Mark? <laughs> Were you ready for that? Oh, I'm telling you what, I uh, I, went, I studied that photo. I put a tie on the doorknob of my office, and I was like, honey, don't come in here. Uh, I'm talking with Tom Brady right now. And just like, I, uh, I have this vision of Tom and I broadcasting together when he comes out in 2024, and I'll just be like his Ed McMahon, where I'm just like, ah, you are correct, Tom. Ah. And, uh, and then I could just see us both kind of hanging out, prepping for the game in our room. Um, of course, we'll be sharing a room and uh, in the Ritz Carlton with those uh, Ritz Carlton robes on, just uh, you know, smoking a pipe and uh, going over. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> You're awesome, Mark. You're the best. Thank, Thank you, you so much. We'll talk again soon. Sounds good, guys. Be well. See you, bud. NFL on Fox. I put a tie on the doorknob of my office. Denver Sports. Mark joins us every Wednesday to talk NFL and whatever else comes up, as you oh, can yeah. tell. Oh, yeah. As we continue our Super Bowl 57 media row coverage from Phoenix Convention Center, it's brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 5.7% on your retirement savings with Canvas Annuity. More after this on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Bickley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports. We're going to our website, ArizonaSports.com, looking at our daily poll question, and it's about the Phoenix Suns and the trade deadline, which is tomorrow at 1 o'clock Arizona time. Do the Suns need to add a starting caliber player at the deadline to win the Western Conference? Three options. Yes, they do. A big move needs to be made. Maybe depends on who it is. No, they've got enough as is. Wow. I don't know if I feel um, I, I don't know if I feel convinced uh, in any way that it was just described. But the basketball team I saw last night with whatever piece is going to come out of Jay Crowder looked to me like a team you could roll the dice with. Now, I haven't always felt that way. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not sure this team will last a playoff series, but 
Um, it's trending in the right direction. Yeah. Um, if of uh, those answers provided, no. I, I from a starting standpoint, I think they have enough. I think they need a rotation player. They need, uh, and I still think whether it's a, a point guard or a, a dependable scorer off the bench, they need that. But from a starting standpoint, I would say no. Okay. Well, let's place a vote for no. They've got enough then. Well, 53% of our voters say maybe they should add a starting caliber player. (laughs) Maybe. Depends on the name. 37% say yes, make a big move, please. 10% say no, no new starters. They've got enough. Well, the the thing about adding a sideways big move, it's like it'd have to be really big to justify the chemistry and continuity you're giving up. Yeah. Can you guarantee you'll get chemistry with three new starters in your lineup? No. No, you can't guarantee that. That. No. Uh, that's today's Sanderson Ford poll question. You can vote on it now on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata, live from the Phoenix Convention Center at Meteor Row. Uh, we would talk and eat, talk and talk and talk. And was a, I'd say, well, you can't go to Charlotte. That's the NFC South. Uh, you can't go to Houston. They don't have a quarterback down there. You don't want to be in Houston. Uh, where else could he have gone? Where, where? Arizona. Arizona, no. Mm. No, that quarterback. He didn't want to work with that yeah. quarterback. But he'd rather work with Russ? Uh, I don't think so. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, You know what? That's all he's got. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's got no choice. But I'll tell you one thing. He'll get the most out of him. It's Terry Bradshaw from Fox holding court yesterday here at uh, Meteor Row, Super Bowl 57, as our coverage continues. Brought to uh, brought to you by Canvas Annuity, but uh, kind of sharing maybe some conversations he had with Sean Payton on the Fox set yeah. before Payton took the the Denver job. Right. Didn't want to work with that quarterback. Didn't want to work with Russell Wilson either, but had no choice. I wonder, y- you have to wonder, how much of this is based on conversations that were had? How much of this is based on the personal feelings Terry Bradshaw has about both of those players? Yeah, listen, I, I don't know how you could separate the two, and then there's a third element, and that would just be the general um, erraticness, r- recent erratic nature of Terry Bradshaw that maybe you could throw in that (laughs) good point. You could throw that in there as well because um, to me I I would be very disappointed if Sean Payton really felt that way about Kyler. Of all people the the guy that was convinced Taysom Hill could be a quarterback in the NFL. I'd be very disappointed if that were 100% accurate. Now um, would I believe that, that Sean Payton used the Cardinals Yes, I, I believe that oh, yeah. uh, ever since he signed in Denver. That, to me, was my number one takeaway. I, I just think that it, in some, what he knew to be true in Denver was was more of a chance than in Arizona, despite the fact that he is going to occupy the AFC West now, which is uh, a little bit weird. I am much more concerned by by the other situations. The guys going back to be defensive coordinators mm-hmm. and and leaving the Cardinals to choose between first-time head coaches again. That is That's true. what I'm concerned about. Now, we talked to Brian Billick, a guy who's got a Super Bowl ring uh, for, for being a head coach of a, of a champion with the Baltimore Ravens back in Super Bowl 35. He joined us earlier in the show, and he talked about Kyler Murray needing to be the centerpiece of the Cardinals moving forward. I think Kyler Murray obviously has shown he can be a dynamic talent. It's got to be structured in the right way. The team has got to be put around him, and just you're looking at 
team in the Philadelphia Eagles and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. That key to their success, you got to give Andy Reid and Coach Solano the the, the, um, the credit for it, is they've wrapped a team around the unique talents of their quarterback and have matched that. And and that's going to be the job, whoever takes the job. And, and I think Kyler Murray is a dynamic talent. We've seen that. But it's got to be structured in the right the right team has to be wrapped around him, and that's going to be the challenge. Which is, I, I agree with what Coach Billick said, and it the thing that is so perplexing about this at this point, Vic, is it seemed like in October of 2021, they were well on their way, maybe there, to having all of those boxes checked. Yeah. The quarterback, the up-and-coming coach, yep. the talent around the quarterback to make it work, and when they hit the bumpy patch, the wheels fell off. Okay. And I don't know if they can get back on smooth road now. You, you know my belief. My belief is the outgoing head coach, although I don't think he necessarily did it nefariously, and the exiled general manager, I think they used Kyler Murray as a scapegoat. I think a lot of people in the organization has have used Kyler Murray as a scapegoat. This is not to, not to absolve Kyler Murray, because he does have his issues. But um, if it's true that w- the reason why Kyler Murray is no longer an MVP candidate, um, keep in mind that the Cardinals, from their perch at 10 and 2 in October of 2021, they've been a nosedive ever since. Yes. And most smart people I talk to tell me this is a, a, this is a lot of things, injuries, quarterback, you name it, but at its very root, it's a, a it's a league that figure out Cliff Kingsbury's system, and there was nothing left. There was nothing more coming. And so as a result, Cliff Kingsbury could have been a head coach of this football team another 10 years. He wouldn't have won Stugatz unless he changed dramatically. So it, 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 from the way that I look at it, you get a guy in here who knows NFL defenses and knows how to evolve constantly. Uh-huh. Maybe you'll get that better Kyler like that. Yeah. Uh, this is a tweet that's uh, circulating around today from Dove Kleiman uh, at NFL Dove Kleiman. Um, and he attributes the quote to Albert Breer from MMQB. Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray, quote, hasn't been the guy to set the tone for the organization according to Albert Breer. Quote, when your quarterback doesn't show up for half the offseason program, that's a problem. Other players might see it as a license to stay away, which on its own is true. We talked about it last year. How much are the players being pressed to show up for the offseason workouts? Yeah. Well, that's and when you're yeah. investing that much money into your quarterback, it's not an either or. It is a this you're doing this, and that that is again the need for tough love which exists. Uh, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to the 2023 season. It is such a bummer that we won't see Kyler Murray from the beginning of it. Oh yeah, there's so much to be figured out and so many questions to be answered that yeah. we have to just wait on. Yeah, even but longer. He, yeah, again, but we uh, and this is all just an unknown. We he might heal quicker than anyone ever thought. Yeah. He might be more motivated. Like I said, if I just hope Kyler Murray is paying attention because this week, starting yesterday, if it wasn't um, Dan Patrick and his interview with J.J. Watt, if it wasn't Terry Bradshaw, there's been a, a steady stream of Kyler hate. And whether it's whether this is caused by Eric Burkhart, whether it's caused by Kyler Murray, whether it's a product of what's happened to the team, it's out there. And and that it, uh, the you know the, the the situation now where you've got uh, coaches across the NFL laughing at you, yep. I would be I would be keeping what do they say? All sorts of receipts. Yes. 
That's what they say. Although I can't. You know what I found when I keep receipts? receipts. When I keep receipts, they are that the the ink used on receipts now is so bad. How bad is it? That a receipt basically becomes invisible in a month. It does. So I I don't know what keeping receipts does other than leave you with a lot of blank paper. I don't know why I have I have a huge box in my closet where I put all my receipts. Yeah. Ninety eight percent of them are from sports bars. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) You're right. See a Z and it's like work expenses later. Yeah. When I'm talking business with. Exactly. I, right. could be, I could be writing off a lot of this stuff. Get on it. Doing it wrong. Where's your account? Uh, you can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Also, want to remind you that Flavortown is pulling up right across the street from the big game this Sunday. Join Guy Fieri, Diplo, and over 20 food vendors for the ultimate tailgating party. Head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win tickets. Coming up, some final thoughts from Media Road. Super Bowl 57, our coverage brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 5.7% on your retirement savings with Canvas Annuity. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata, song of the day. I think this should be up for uh, inclusion into a Whiskey's Quicker set list right here. Can't explain what do you think, Big? Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. It's a party song. The kids love it. Love it. The kids are millennials and they're 40 years old now, but they love it. <laughs> it's true. Is this one of your karaoke songs, Vince? I have done this in karaoke before. I don't. Have you really? Yeah. I don't know why. I, 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 I'm drawn to the songs with the falsettos. You can get up that high? Yeah. Prove it. Hit it. I can't do it here. No, come on. Oh. Media Row, for goodness <laughs> sake. Uh, we're playing this because it's the, is the band The Darkness. So it's our long-distance dedication to you. Aaron in Green Bay. Aaron in, the, in, in a Malaysian rainforest. <laughs> Who's going, going to spend four nights in total darkness. Yeah. I don't think he's doing it solely to help him make his decision on his future, but it will aid in that process. He yeah. will find things out about himself in this process, and that's what it's all about, right? I guess, if you say so. Yeah, I can that tell you everything. I could, I could tell you everything about yourself, Aaron. You don't need to do that. You're a Delta Bravo. <laughs> say, therapy is much cheaper than I'm sure this trip is. But. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there we go. Today's song of the day, I believe in a thing called love by the darkness. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. Yep, uh, after this, we give way to Wolf and Luke here from uh, Media Row at Super Bowl 57. They will be on from 10 to 2. During their time slot, of course, we will carry the Matt Ishbia introductory press conference that's going on at 11.30 at Footprint Center. And uh, Matt Ishbia is scheduled to join... Wolf and Luke uh, on their program right now. The uh, the target time for that is twelve thirty. So if you want your your Matt Ishbia questions answered, look no further than uh, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. We didn't get to it in social studies, hmm. but apparently there was some good responses to the question. 
in honor of the news that was not news within an hour time frame last night about Isaiah Thomas joining the Suns front office. The question, what is the shortest length of time you ever had a job and why? Vic, what's your answer? Uh, you don't have to start with me, Vinny. Start somewhere else. Sarah, what's your answer? Um, probably like one month. A whole month? Yeah. I also was probably too young to legally be working. Oh. So there is that. Uh, it was a family business situation. It was the summer. Gosh, I don't even remember what year it was, but I was definitely way too young. I couldn't even drive myself there. Uh, but we have some people who responded on Twitter, epically underscore Murata. Multiple who said one day or shorter. Wow. Telemarketing. Yes, I could see that. When I was uh, when I was in high school, a friend of mine uh, did a j- had a job driving, delivering flowers to local grocery stores. Okay. So, like, you walk into a grocery store, you see the floral department. Yes. Those fl- they don't grow those; they actually get them from a from a distributor. Yeah. So a friend, he's like, "Yeah, you should do this, man. You make great money." I'm like, okay. So you know, I show up to work and I load up a truck and I start driving, and it was one of these days in Chicago where it was just snowy and icy and treacherous everywhere you drove, and I'm like. This ain't for me. Got back, went out for the second day. I backed the, the truck, the flower truck, right into the company owner's car. <laughs> I had to go in and go, hey, uh, boss, I, I'm the new guy. It's my second day here. And I'm just letting you know, I, I'm really not built for this. So I'm, I'm going to peace out if you don't mind. And by the way, I kind of hit your car on the way out. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> so, so Top sorry. Top Murata. I got two in my own personal experience. One is a technicality because I never actually had the job, but I had a friend who had a side job. He's like, hey, I got a job as a fitness counselor at a country club, and I can hire you if I want. Do you want to come in? And I was like, yeah, it sounds like pretty good money, extra money. And uh, the phone rang the next morning at like 5 a.m. on a weekend. I was like, you can come in. And I was like, you know what? I don't know nothing about fitness. <laughs> Nobody's going to learn anything from me. So. That's great. Oh, the other one was a fast food place where I just decided it, I, I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. And I just, I just kind of quit on the spot. Yeah. I think we've all had those jobs. I just can't do this anymore. Yes. I'm currently... Just kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. I love you guys. I say I this can. years into the Bickley and Murata morning experience. <laughs> uh, yeah, fast food was a theme. Showed up a lot on that thread. Uh, thumb through it if you feel uh, up to it. Thanks to our guest today, Mark Schlereth. Brian Billick, Al McCoy. We'll be back tomorrow for Media Road, Super Bowl 57 tomorrow. Wolf and Luke up next here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Have a great day, everybody.